messages will be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages, bringing you hot takes on commercial breaks. We are here to talk about TV commercials. We're going to talk about the good ones, the bad ones, and the ones where people say weird shit like this. Here's some advice my father gave me. The wealthiest camel has the biggest hump. My dad gave me the same advice. My name is Andrew Walsh. I'm here with Genevieve Has. Hey, Veeves. Hi, Andrew. How you doing? I'm good. I'm a little, <coughs> excuse me, phlegmy. Mm-hmm. What I tell you about drinking a gallon of milk? I know, uh, right? No. You said it's the key to good broadcasting. That is what I said, <laughs> and I regret it every day. Coming up on the show today, the doctor is in. And no, Genevieve and I are not the ad doctors today. We're going to be talking about commercials that use the classic psychiatrist office trope. I kind of backed into this idea. I, I want to start by talking about some ads that are running right now for an actual online therapy site. Uh, they're running some very chilling commercials. Commercials that and we're going to play a couple of these at the beginning. And I will actually tell you that one of the conversations I want to have is like whether or not these things are triggering yeah these commercials that are airing on TV right now for psych I, I don't think they're technically psychiatric help but they're online therapy help and these commercials are like they're shocking they'll stop you in your tracks and so I was uh, watching a bunch of those and then I just started and then I just started googling psychiatrist commercials and I realized oh what, what I'm getting is not a bunch of mental health commercials, but then just like how many commercials are just the classic trope of somebody laying down. Do we even lay down in a psychiatrist's we've, office? I can't wait to get into this. We've, we've talked about other ones um, in, in other shows where mm -hmm. that trope has, has happened to be the, the format for the commercial. Um, yeah, it is a huge trope. And usually uh, once I kind of start chasing an idea like that, I go all over the place. And I try to get kind of a, a broad view. This time I'm doing the opposite. It. Not just because I'm lazy, but I thought it was interesting. Like, it is such, it's like shooting fish in a barrel. So, I'm just going to take the top eight results that came right away on, you know, Google Video yeah. when I typed in psychiatrist commercial, and we'll talk about all the similarities between them. It's I like make, how Subaru imagines that girls grow up. Yeah, exactly, right. Um, and we will check in with the Ad Council. We have a, a jingle that we will play for you that uh, the commercial, you are delighted by the 70s era commercial that this jingle harkens back to. Oh, You're I, in love. I've I, seen that look in your eyes once before. Never towards me, but once before. It has seized my imagination. Uh-huh. So we will talk about that. For now, though, let's uh, get into this. Now, do we have... I wish we had some sort of Stop. song I saw this in here. about doctors. Really terrible. <laughs> oh, you thought it was going to be something else. I did. All right, this um, online therapy site I've been talking about is BetterHelp.com, and I think they're kind of flooding the zone. I've been hearing them on podcasts a lot, them advertising on podcasts a lot. Had, had you been hearing spots for them? No, for whatever reason, the podcasts I listen to don't have this uh, product as a sponsor, mm. um, so I, I was new to me when you showed me this ad. For whatever it's worth, I wasn't listening to anything that was especially or specifically mental health related. I think I first heard about this company, BetterHelp, uh, BetterHelp.com on Comedy Bang Bang. They were right. a big, uh, big advertiser there for a while. Then I started to hear them on other podcasts, and now I'm seeing them on TV. I think I've been watching mostly news shows lately because of all the news yes if there's any population of people who need mental help right now it's people who are watching a lot of news yes and uh this uh i'm pretty sure that i've been seeing this a lot on msnbc i'm gonna play this this is one that is well i mean first of all it this is the one that i describe as kind of chilling uh but also and i'm not saying this to be glib but it also is shocking to me how much i could relate to this commercial this is basically 
a commercial. Um, it's called Overwhelming Thoughts, and you see a young woman in her kitchen. She's making some sort of a salad. I'm laughing because I was reading the comments on YouTube, and somebody said, I honestly thought this was a commercial for avocados. <laughs> it is most certainly not. You see her alone. It's kind of a darkened kitchen. Kind you of never a- know. Avocados from Mexico will yeah, do all kinds of crazy that is shit. True. Get some Jeff Goldblum. You got yourself an avocado from Mexico commercial. Um, but uh, you see a woman, she's standing in, a, in her kitchen alone. It's, the, the lighting is kind of important. It's kind of dark around her, and it's almost like a single spotlight. It's just kind of a soft white light on her, so she's definitely kind of, she seems very singular in the middle of this somewhat darkened kitchen. And then you will start to hear all these kind of intrusive thoughts that she's having, just little snippets of thoughts, her, her beating herself up. And every time you hear another voice, she's, you see a version of her kind of appear outside of herself, same outfit. And by the end, she's in this kitchen with like, you know, dozens of versions of her, kind of ghostly versions of her, kind of, and it's just becoming this cacophonous right. noise. Each, of, each intrusive thought causes one more version of her to split off visually. Yes, and and then there's an, in, you won't be able to kind of see this because this is indeed a podcast, but you'll notice it kind of gets quieter, the sound will change um, maybe 10 seconds in, and because you, it's this very interesting shot, you see her from, a shot outside of her apartment through the windows and you it's another very creepy shot of you just see her with all of these versions of her kind of crowding the kitchen so um hopefully this will translate somewhat to audio you're just such an idiot idiot it was so stupid When thoughts overwhelm, reach out. BetterHelp.com. Get matched with a licensed counselor. Um, Again, like, very relatable to me and also very scary, which is probably why you tell me I should get help. Yeah, that is one of the reasons that I tell you uh, it wouldn't be a bad idea to talk to somebody. Um, you said this was triggering for you. Like, what what was it about it that uh, that that you felt? Well, this one doesn't trigger me. I was kind of saying that in case some of these did get on top of people, I wanted to kind of give them a heads up. Mm-hmm. Um, this one, I just saw it. I was like, holy shit! Like that. It, it was really well done. It was very arty, but well done. Got his point across, and also, like I say, very relatable to me. Like that is me. Stan- I mean, the fact that it's the kitchen. I mean, how many times <laughs> do I sit in the kitchen and just son of a and I'm talking about something, you know, I'm swearing at myself for it'll start with something from yesterday and go back to, you know, years and years from when I, you know, stepped on a, a ladybug in front of a kid on the playground. Um, and so that one didn't disturb me, but I was like, wow. And then I started looking at some more they had online. And I'm not going to play this one because it's very, very visual. But there is one uh, for anxiety where you see a woman. She's, at, I believe, at her own birthday party at home. She's sitting at a table with you know, a few friends around. It's a very warm kind of feeling. And as she's looking around, you see that she kind of looks withdrawn and fire just starts and the 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 curtains are on yeah, it's fire. very the realistic la- it's very realistic it looks like, like the room has caught on fire and she appears to be the only one that has noticed that like the curtains and stuff are going up in flames and everybody else is just like you know laughing and having a good time while she's having a major freak out and it's not a, you know and it's it's representative it's not it's not supposed to be a twist about it's about a bunch of people who've lost their sense of smell and she is right and it is on fire Oh, I see, because they don't s- smell the smoke. Yeah. I'm sorry. I thought that was a COVID joke, and I could not figure oh. out what you were doing. <laughs> um, but, and then, it, you know, it does that thing, and it's like produced like a horror movie. It's a 15-second spot. It goes by very quickly, but everything's on fire, and it's doing that crescendo thing that you just heard in, the, in that commercial, and then it stops when one of her friends notices her and just says, are you okay? And then it's like, we have people to talk to. I'm not going to play that one, because you've heard everything that's in there. Um and that is on their YouTube channel, on the official BetterHelp.com YouTube channel. I'm pretty sure it's a pre-roll or a mid-roll on uh, online content, Hulu, what have you. And I started reading the comments. Now, this is a video that has 2.5 million views. Wow. You'd expect a lot of comments, right? Yeah. There's only 20 comments. 
And some of those comments are, that's interesting that this has, because the comments kind of came over time, like this has blank million of views, yet there's only five comments. And later on, somebody posted only 17 comments, making me think that they are... Oh, they're they're, they're moderating. They're moderating it. Yeah. They're pulling out the ones that are mean. very, um, yeah, like critical of this ad. I'm surprised they didn't just shut comments down. That's what... Right. When, when I, when my, at my job, we, we make videos for very, all kinds of reasons. Mm-hmm. We're a communication shop. Um... And they're, you know, they're official university communications. And we shut the comments down because it's a cesspool. Yeah. Well, here's one, though, that was, you know, I don't know if this just hadn't been taken down yet or if they let this one through or if this whole thing is a conspiracy theory. But um, somebody wrote, I am. This is under the video for that. Do they have one about paranoia? How many comments are on that one? Yeah. Good question. It goes all the way to the top. (laughs) I'm struggling with depression and anxiety and trying to watch resources that can help give me strength to get through this. I get an ad from you many of the times I click on one of these videos, and then I have to press skip ad as quickly as I can. These videos trigger my anxiety and distract me from the truly productive rehabilitation. I know you don't care because you have made these ads deliberately to make me feel like I need your app, but... I will have you know that um, these ads have convinced me never to purchase your services, and I guarantee you other people feel the same way. Maybe change your marketing strategy. Sincerely, the troubled individual that you've made even more troubled. And I'm not, I'm not surprised. Like, these commercials are upsetting. From an artistic standpoint, like, I'm really kind of intrigued by them. I think they're good commercials, but there is a... There is something going on here where they are taking advantage of a moment. They as feel intentionally should do. They feel intentionally provocative. Yeah, they're taking advantage of a moment, and they're they're inducing the thing in some ways that they're trying to help. That's just one way of looking at it. I don't know if I'm all in on that. Yeah, no, I think that's an interesting point because for me, these commercials are interesting, and they don't they aren't they're not talking to me because I'm not experiencing any of these symptoms. So for me, they illustrate something that I otherwise couldn't really understand. So. Yeah, I I look at it and it has it has no emotional impact on me beyond, you know, oh this is very powerful or this is very uh, artistic or whatever. But I'm not the person that they need to reach because I don't, I don't, I'm not someone who needs their service. If they're if what they're trying to do is explain an experience to people who are already who who don't need to have that experience explained to them, it does feel like they've maybe got fallen in love with their concept a little bit at the expense of the utility. Mm-hmm. Or again, I mean, it's advertising. It's it's like, I almost, I, it, this is such a clunky example, but it's almost like a commercial that that tries to instill the feeling of dryness to sell you something that quenches your thirst. Like you, oh, using, a, yeah. using a, 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 a parched desert mm-hmm. to make you more thirsty so that they can yeah. then give you the product. It makes me of. think of those, <laughs> like there was an old ad for like a moisturizer where an, an alligator or crocodile like walked through the frame. Lubriderm. Was that Lubriderm? It might have been Lubriderm. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. It was very, very vivid. Very And, and same thing, right? It like made you think of the, the opposite to get the cure. Yep. Listeners, I know we have listeners out there who suffer from anxiety and obviously I would never want to call somebody out or or make you uh or make you out yourself unnecessarily, but um I would love to hear from people who who relate to these experiences and how these commercials made you feel. Of course, we'll post them on our uh, Facebook group. And uh, as Andrew said, you know, if, if it feels like something that might be triggering, please, please do avoid it. I'm going to play one more for you here. This is the one that I find the most kind of upsetting. So again, all fair warning. Um, but it's mostly visual. You see, um, I don't know, a, a young adult woman uh, coming home uh, into her apartment and it, it's very frenetic. It's, it's, uh, this is a minute-long commercial. It's filmed cinema verite, kind of shaky handheld camera. And you see her get home, and she just is immediately, like, ripping off her jacket, okay? And she's just, like, can't get out of her jacket fast enough. And then it's, it cuts to a montage of her in different situations. You see her slam into a, a bathroom stall, presumably at work. She can't get in there fast enough, and she starts pulling off her shirt around her neck. Um, we see another clip of her doing something similar in her car. She drives out to the middle of nowhere, and she's having a panic attack behind her steering wheel. Again, clothing is really important. We see another one where she's at home in a bathroom. She's torn off her top. I mean, you can see her shoulders up, but she's just like she cannot get 
these clothes off of her, especially around her chest and neck area fast enough. And she's clearly having a panic attack. And this is one, again, I don't have panic attacks like this. Um, But, I mean, this is vivid. And she's out in her minivan. She's at home. She's tearing off her shirt. Now, she's standing there staring in, 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 at herself in a mirror. She's shirtless. Um, and then she kind of looks at, um, I don't know, some sort of a pe- a brooch or something she's wearing around her neck. I don't know what the significance of that is. Oh, can you not? Are you serious? Yeah, What? what is it? It's a zipper. The reason she's <gasps> oh, been trying to take off all of her clothes. Oh, and I now we see what that And was. now we see her finally, of course, she's, you know, it's edited so that her now breasts are not visible. But underneath her clothes is a zipper running down her chest and it's, she wants to crawl out of her own skin and it's illustrating that idea. I'm so glad you're here. Now that you say that, it's very evident to me. Did you see that even before this bathroom scene? No, I could, now it's, going it's visible. Back, it's, light, it's barely visible in some of the earlier scenes, but finally in the full light of her bathroom, you can see that she wants to unzip her skin. Okay, that makes so much sense. extremely uh Visceral. Now we're one. We're halfway into this. We're thirty wow. seconds into a minute long commercial. So you're right. What she's going to do now? She's going to pull on that thing, and it's not. It's not gross or graphic. We see her insides, but apparently she unzips that, and then all of these letters in. in they're like metallic words, like signs start spilling out of her and clanking all over the bathroom floor. Words like anxiety and other anxiety producing words. Panic Anxiety Now she's she's texting someone at betterhelp.com I've been feeling panicked and anxious again and then the person on the other end uh, texts back I'm here for you let's have a video session tonight and from that's from the doctor and then she seems visibly calm after receiving that text message it's interesting to me that all three of the women in the commercials that we've seen for this product are young white women hmm. I mean I, I assume that means that's who they feel is their target demographic but it's a little I don't know limiting somehow mm-hmm. that that's young attractive white women which i realize is you know there's a bias towards a conventionally attractive people on television and commercials mm-hmm. and whatnot but they all have a certain quality like they're very similar looking but they're not the same actress yeah so i don't know it's just sort of an interesting thing to ponder like you know young white women in distress is uh has is sometimes a an idea that is exploited mm-hmm. you know the more i think about these the more i wonder if they are a little exploitative and i wonder how effective they really are like that was almost panic inducing to me yeah that one is something isn't it yeah it's really i mean it's again it's not gross there's no viscera or anything but the idea of having a zipper on your skin uh it makes me think of that Patton oswald bit that we heard years oh, the, ago the bones yeah he's he let he accidentally lets his daughter see like something that's too adult for her and too scary and in the same day a snippet of it when a he's snippet, changing yeah, channels exactly yeah. it's nothing nothing that he intended her to see but all day he's worried and and then during the same day she watches a little educational video about how your skeleton is made of your leg bones and your arm bones and your whatever and then he's worried all day that she's going to be traumatized by whatever snippet of the adult Wolfman, I believe. Wolfman horror show she got to look at. And instead, as she goes to bed, she says, are my bones going to come out of my body? <laughs> right. And I mean, I, I look at this and I think like, oh, well, if I didn't have something else to like fixate on, now I can think about my skin unzipping. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, so it sounds like you and I are kind of in the same place. Like you don't you don't really have a take on this. And neither do I other than like, I think that. Well, I started out liking them, and now the more I talk yeah. about them, the yeah. more uncertain I am. Yeah, I really would love a, a, a you know, a straw poll on this from the listeners. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, should I play this one? Okay, I'm going to play one more for you. So, my original intent was to build a whole show based on these commercials to look at other approaches to mental health 
in TV commercials, but they're all so kind of typical, right? You get some famous people reading lines or a montage of famous people saying, reach out when you need something or uh, just like, you know, just a lot of just a lot of words that are talking about destigma, uh, destigmatizing and or destigmatizing. De- yeah, you had mm, it right. Everything sounds funny to me. Whoa. Like a commercial about How that. How much weed did you smoke? <laughs> um, but uh, you got you got that. And then you have, I, I don't know, there's a few basic tropes, but they're not really worth getting into here. But I did see this one from Tasmania, of all places, that I thought was interesting. Unfortunately... It's interesting because it's very visual. I thought you would especially like it, Genevieve. It shows a four-floor office type of building somewhere, but it's it's like a, a dollhouse view of it. Right. You see a little bit of the outdoors. It's a cutaway, so you see all four floors at once. Exactly, and just to give you a sense of what's going on, outside you see some construction workers digging and building another building next door or something. On the ground floor, one of the ground floors of this, it looks like it's some sort of a, a banking operation, some sort of a customer office the floor above that you see a bunch of workers renovating an office and putting up drywall there's a store in there uh you have uh, a doctor's office at the top floor okay so you have all these things going on right Mm -hmm. a restaurant a clothing store just a board meeting meeting. some guy behind his desk in in one of these and i'm gonna hit play on this and i believe what it's gonna ask in text is which one of these people is at the is at the most risk can you spot the person who isn't safe who isn't safe then it zooms in not all hazards are physical some are harder to spot so all of this activity is going on. Right. You think like, oh, am I supposed to look at the construction workers? Is it the guy in the elevator? The person in the elevator. Yeah. yeah. But then it focuses on one of the most mundane scenes, which is just some, you know, white business dude behind his desk who looks fine, then suddenly just sort of crumples. It looks like almost to his knees behind his desk. And then somebody comes in to check on him. But if you keep an eye out, you can help. Are you okay? Not really. We keep our bodies safe at work. Let's keep our minds safe too. So that is from, you know, the government, WorkSafe Tasmania. So they're, you know, they're like probably like what, OSHA here or or something? Yeah, probably, yeah. I'm sure they have all kinds of uh, PSA type of uh, videos that uh, address safety in the workplace. And they made this one about mental health in the workplace, which I don't know. It's visually interesting. It's got a twist. Yeah, no, I think it's great. And I think, too, it's there's nothing about it's an interesting story. It's visually um, appealing and engaging. But there's nothing about that story that makes me feel like. If I if I'm feeling anxious or if I'm feeling overwhelmed, it doesn't hit me like a ton of bricks. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm surprised there isn't one for better help where someone gets hit by a ton of bricks. Yeah. In fact, yeah. cut this part out yes. so that they don't use that idea <laughs> or, and fuck someone up. Right. <laughs> or pitch it to them and just say, hey, I don't know if you know me, but I'm actually kind of a doctor myself. <laughs> doctor, I, knew, doctor, I knew you couldn't get through this show without playing me. Doctor, doctor, what should I do? What should I do? What should I do? My doll is ill. She has high fever. We haven't really like let that breathe in a long time. That is a oh, brilliant song. God. Um, before what I, a, what a weird legacy we will leave. Before I get to the um, first eight results of psychiatrist commercial, let's just take a moment to revisit. This bizarre idea that Burger King Ugh. released or came up with and released uh, about this time last year is May 2019, and it was the um, was it feel your feel what you feel campaign feel your way. So their other thing is like have it your yes. way. They had this campaign where essentially they were very criticized for this kind of using depression and mm-hmm. mental health to and it was intended to build be a their brand. It was intended to be a a synergistic. Uh, do-gooderism with Mental Health Awareness Month. Um, But they leaned a little bit too hard on the Burger King and a little not enough on actual mental health. 
This is how Vox uh, described it. For Mental Health Awareness Month, Burger King has partnered with Mental Health America to release a blue meal, a yes meal, a pissed meal, a salty meal, and a DGAF meal, don't give a fuck meal, in select cities for one month. This is apparently a critique of McDonald's Happy Meals. Allow me to make the same joke that I no doubt made when this first came out, which was, they should all be salty meals. (laughs) They should all be salty meals. Um, And... So this we we already talked about this. It did have it didn't it didn't also don't give a fuckingness is not an emotion. Well, the the writer of the that Vox piece was really good, and they said like just like try to, no no actually this might have been a New York Times piece that said just ignore the idea that you can order a pissed meal. Yeah, like ugh. I mean, I, and especially because in 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 Europe or maybe in just in Great Britain. That has a different connotation, but here it's not common. We understand what it means You're in like that context, off. pissed, like pissed, or um, I think this was an American. Oh, I guess so, because I guess in, in actually it means drunk in Europe, yeah, in yeah, Great Britain, anyway. or taking a piss on somebody, or taking like, the piss. Yeah, but yeah. I, I think it meant in the American Just way, angry. being angry. Yeah, um, and this was it's, the, just, it's such a misbegotten <sighs> idea. This is the video that went along with it. Again, not aired on television. This was like a minute and a half long video. I'm not going to play the whole thing. It starts with a guy who's sitting on his bed and he starts talking about his mental state. Then you realize it's kind of like a slam poem, and then he hands it off to some girl in high school. She comes up to a locker and she sees somebody graffito tagged the word skank on it so she wants to get out of this town and then you see some angry business lady who uh, is uh, carrying a box out of her office like she's quitting or has been fired and her boss apparently is a scumbag not everybody wakes up happy sometimes you feel sad scared crappy All I ask is that you let me feel my way. Feeling blue. Kind of down. Can't wait to leave this closed-minded town. My boss is such a friggin' creep. I just told him to go f*** himself. That doesn't rhyme. When I'm feeling little sappy, believe my student loan i'm never moving out of my parents home just got ghosted should have known pretty sure i'll end up alone also you know another i read a few critiques of this but they're also just kind of confusing having emotions when bad things happen to you that is not mental health you, yeah. when something bad happens to you and you feel right. sad that's not mental health it's actually psychosis if you don't feel sad yes. <laughs> it's really like it's it's when everything is fine and it's a sunny day and you just can't get yourself out of bed and there's not a reason for it but it feels like the world is sitting on your chest. I also take issue with the idea that the biggest problem facing people who are going through something albeit depression a bad day something negative happening to them is that no one will let them feel their feelings. Is that a is that a yeah. is that a scourge is, that we're experiencing? No one's allowed to feel their feelings. I'm pretty sure people are feeling their feelings. Um, by the way, one one of the reasons I wanted to revisit this was just because I, I had forgotten about it, and we should never forget. It's filling me with rage. Where's yeah, my ra- where's my rage meal? <laughs> hey, feel you exactly. <laughs> I believe you just ordered a pissed meal. Um, in reading about this, I can light I, on the piss, please. <laughs> can I have the piss on the side? Um, <laughs> One one detail that I came across I did not know about was I was reading about this and how other companies were kind of leaning into like mental health stuff kind of online in their Twitter feeds and whatnot. And in February of last year, Sunny D, a.k.a. Sunny Delight, just tweeted out, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> did you know about this? Okay, it's- Full disclosure, I knew about it because I was on Twitter today and you tweeted about oh, I retweeted this. it today, yes. a, a year later. A year, a year later. plus late. I just couldn't believe it. And apparently there was never a great a great explanation of why they did this. There were theories. But it was it, intentional. It, it wasn't was, like it wasn't someone like getting a hold of their Twitter handle. I think it happened around the Super Bowl time, maybe during the Super Bowl, and there was some speculation that it had to do with the I, I think there was 
is February mental health month? I don't know. I there were some th- theories. Oh yeah, like that. it looks like it because this is that's when this Burger King thing. When the happened. Burger King thing came out. Well, they never kind of came out with okay, here's where you can get your help. Like what happened was they tweeted this out. Then other brands stepped up and started offering Sunny D advice on how to deal with your feelings when you're you're when you're putting like quasi suicidal messages out there. And then it was like this moment where like Wendy's and Steakums and a bunch of other brands are like kind of having this conversation about mental health, trying to talk. And then the next day, Sunny D just responded to one of them. Thanks. Was just in a mood last night. I love you. Like it was bizarre. That is bizarre. Let's let's move on. Shall we? (laughs) Yeah. I don't think we can solve this one. Um, but anyway, I'm never going to crack this case. I can't do this anymore. It's a very dark. It's not even like feeling blue. Like it is. I can't do this anymore. It's yeah. dark. It is dark. Somebody. <laughs> I posted that on, on uh, Twitter and um, a, an old colleague of mine just responded not long ago said, yeah, but the purple stuff is doing great. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that commercial? Sunny D yes. is like, ew, purple, purple stuff. stuff. Where's the Sunny D? Yes. <laughs> All right. I uh, love it. Top eight results for psychiatrist commercials in Google Video. Are you ready for this? I'm so ready. All right. Uh, this one harkens back to, I want to say, the Let early the healing 2000s. Begin. I actually have two from Geico because, of course, this is the newer of the two. This is, I'm going to put it around. I think this is earlier than 2010. Could switching to Geico really save you 15% or more on car insurance? Does a former drill sergeant make a terrible therapist? Do you remember this one now? Well, I certainly remember this dude who is, yeah. um, he looks like that actor who was in um, the Brothers McMullen. I know. Obscure reference. Look it up. That's, he looks like the one who was bad. And he did a whole series of these commercials. He'd yeah. always say, like, come up with this He's conceit. got a real aggressive haircut. Yeah, he does. Very uh, kind of sharp haircut. Uh, and then he would always do this setup and just kind of a, a black backgrounded area. And then he would cut to whatever little, um, whatever little skit they set up. And in this case, um, playing the sergeant, a.k.a. or the sergeant turned psychiatrist is the guy who plays the drill sergeant I want to say in Full Metal Jacket. Oh, Arlie Ermey. Is that his name? I mean, Full I, Metal Jacket guy? I think so. I mean, he sort of, I think he might have actually been a drill sergeant. Like, he's, okay, yeah. he, that, that's, you know, the only thing he's known for. You will not sleep. You will not. And that's why yellow makes me sad, I think. That's interesting. You know what makes me sad? You do! Maybe we should chug on over to Mamby Pamby land where maybe we can find some self-confidence for you, you jackwagon! This is actually pretty funny. Now <laughs> the drill sergeant psychiatrist holds out a box of tissues to his clearly surprised patient. But then when the patient goes to grab him, he just throws the box at him. Right, <laughs> baby. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Uh, for the record, that definitely was Arlie Ermey. And he uh, also was, I think, a real Marine and drill sergeant. Uh, how about this one? This is Geico. This is earlier than that. This is still the um, caveman. Now, this is one thing that, like, I always knew about the Geico cavemen, but it wasn't until, like, the past couple of years that I actually realized or remembered the through line, which is that Geico's campaign was it's so easy even a caveman could do it. And then right. it's about these they cavemen said- who are just, like, so insulted and bereft over yeah this. and they're not really erudite but they're also just normal dudes like they're they are no more nor less than the average american and i think most people will remember this one one of the cavemen is now in a therapist's office dealing with this why does that bother you why does it bother me so easy a caveman can do it well it's just a commercial okay well what if it said um geico.com so easy a therapist can do it well that commercial wouldn't make sense to me why not <laughs> well therapists are... are what smart my mother's calling i'll put it on speaker geico 15 minutes. <laughs> when she says that it reminds me of something you would say well that just commercial wouldn't make sense to me <laughs> she should doctor doctor it. <laughs> what are you looking up i'm looking up to see if that really was the dude from brothers mcmullen <laughs> I don't think it is. I mean, I'll bet you that guy is just most famous for being um, for for being the Geico guy. It oh. sure as heck was. Whoa! Congratulate. I don't know where my bell is. Do you have the bell? Oh, here it is. 
The actor's name is Mike McGlone. Look at you. And he is uh, perhaps best known as the um, spokesman for Geico Insurance. <laughs> but he was also in Brothers McMullen. What is Brothers McMullen? It's a movie with uh, Ed Byrne. Tell me the story of Brothers McMullen. Uh, the Brothers McMullen is a movie that's very 90s. Um, and Ed Burns, you know him. Name rings a bell. He was like, a, he was, he was like, it was like, I think between him and Luke Wilson for a minute, and Luke Wilson just like pulled ahead in mm-hmm. the like guy who looks like that race. <laughs> um, but Brothers McMullen was a movie about like th- two or possibly three brothers, surname McMullen, who uh, have various misadventures in love and life. And uh, I think Jennifer Aniston is in the movie. And. But it's at just, the end, they all come together and they hug with their arms over each other's shoulders, like no, a Bud Light end, commercial like the, or a Budweiser the, commercial. The the nice guy kind of gets gets the girl, and the mean guy uh, loses his girl. Oh, I see. But it's one of those like family, like you know, they've got there's all these parallel relationships happening in the movie. One thing that I will give credit to that Geico commercial for is that the caveman is not lying down. I That's think true. in every single one of these commercials, except for that one. They're laying down. They're so often lying down. And I've done a lot of therapy, and you don't lie down. You don't lie down. You don't lie down. I mean, maybe in some places they offer it, but it's just one of those things like the answering machine. Yeah. I think we finally have gotten away from that as a trope a little bit because it's so antiquated. But, like, this is antiquated to my generation. Like, this is the idea of the Bob Newhart generation of therapy in the 1960s and 70s. Yeah. Like, you know how in, like... um, Mad Men, Betty Draper goes to therapy mm-hmm. and they show her she's fully like lying down, not looking the therapist in the face. With that dress. With, her, never, yeah, with the, the dress yeah. spread over the like the couch. It's not even like a normal couch. It's like a specifically like that like chaise kind of couch. Uh-huh. Um, and I wonder like is was that because that's like more of like the psychoanal- psychoanalysis Freudian trope that we come to associate with with therapy, which is like not what therapy is anymore. Like Freudian analysis has as much to do with like you know uh like norm like current talk therapy as you know I mean there's almost totally different mm. um but I wonder if like back in the 50s and 60s if that truly was how you did analysis like you didn't look your therapist in the I'll eye. Bet you, I mean, I bet you it's not it based comes on from nothing. Something. Yeah, yeah, but it's just so funny that it's like it, we just need the signifier, especially in commercials where you need to get something across really quickly. And so you just always have the people laying down. Now, this is one that we've talked about on the show before and not all that long ago. I almost wonder if this. Yeah, this was like six months ago, but I love this commercial so much. It's for uh, Direct TV. Do you remember this one? The patient is laying on the is laying on the couch, and the woman's voice is the psychiatrist. I don't know. Our relationship's just kind of boring. Mm, you're not alone. I used to have a limited selection of shows on demand, and let me tell you, it got very boring. I got Directv last week, and they have more than fifty thousand titles to choose from. But what about my problems? Classic narcissist. <laughs> <laughs> TV. She's writing down classic narcissist in case you couldn't quite hear that over the Does pod. that voice ring any bells for our listeners? Because she is also a commercial great. Oh, who is she? She's the one in the Geico commercial, back to back to Geico, who is bothered by the squirrels and she's calling up her like action hero oh, son. Oh, good eye slash ear. Yes. Nice. Um, okay, so we've done the small ones, Geico, DirecTV. Now let's go to TireRack.com. This was the fourth <laughs> one to appear in my searches. I'm going to guess that you have not seen this one. Oh, this one has the classic uh, Freudian couch. Yep. Uh, and it's um, just to, so you can tell the voices, it's two women in this one, doctor and patient. And they have these big red noses and they're named things like Bobo and Crispy. Okay, now let me ask you a question. Okay. How do I find the right tire to help me find balance between comfort, economy, and performance? Are you still talking about clowns? I'm shopping for tires. There's a better place to ask questions about your tires. TireRack.com. Get the answers you need online or on the phone to find the right tires at the right price. TireRack.com. Research. Buy. Deliver. Install. Okay. Time out. Because the premise of that commercial is totally at odds with the joke that's being made. The premise is there's a better place to ask about your tires. Uh But why would a psychiatrist be asking a patient anything? 
right? Well, I think it's kind of similar to like the 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 doctor is being a narcissist. Again. Yeah, no, I get I get the joke, but like it just seems like I mean, I guess like I you guess think it would be better if, if the, the patient asking the yeah, doctor. Yeah, I guess it might make more sense. I think they just had this idea to. I mean, I actually think it's kind of funny. It's exactly the same premise as the one we just heard. Yeah. Like the, the psychiatrist is in TV. her own world and she's got other problems. She's not paying it. But yeah. I actually think that the, the description, I mean, the whole like I'm scared of clowns thing is a little bit on the news, yes. if you will. But I mean, the writing isn't bad. And I actually think the psychiatrist does a, the, the actress doing it is, does a pretty damn good job. Yeah, I guess so. I guess psychiatrists do ask their patients questions, but... It just seems like a weird it feels like the roles are in the wrong like they have the the wrong person doing the talking about tires. Mm-hmm. Like it would make more sense to me if the patient says like where can I'm like really stressed out like where can I get tires and the then they have the psychiatrist like be at a loss because they're not a tire. They're not a tie rack, which is what that company always sounds like to me. Tie rack? Oh, tire rack. Tire, tire rack. rack. Doctor, doctor, what should I do? But that didn't jump out to you at all. No, I mean, what what you're saying makes sense, but um, it doesn't bother me because I actually think that that, again, I'm not saying that that's the best commercial in the world. I mean, again, it's the trope and the clown trope. It's not, I don't want you to, at my funeral, talk about how much I love that TireRack.com commercial. But but now I have to outlive you. (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, it legit made me laugh. I I don't know. I think there was something about the the actor playing the psychiatrist who... Yeah, uh, I like her. I don't know. Won me over. How about the Capital She was in an obscure 90s movie now. (laughs) I know that's all I've been doing is like, that actor is so-and-so. She was from the Sisters McMullen. Um... This one is a Capital One commercial uh, starring Samuel L. Jackson, who has been doing the Capital One commercials for a long time. I don't love these. I, I hate the what's in your wallet. I mean, obviously, I have a real vendetta against the Jennifer Garner ones. Poor I don't Jennifer think that, Garner. I don't You're think like that, the one man in America who doesn't like Jennifer Garner. I think as a person, she's probably nice. I, I don't think that she's a very good actress, and she's really cloying in these commercials. I don't have to go on that whole rant. But I also don't think Samuel L. Jackson is that much better. I mean, well, she sets a very low bar, so he is a lot yeah. better. But I do think these commercials are just like they, they make these actors who maybe I would like otherwise very unlikable. For and a long time, they were, they've they been doing the What's in Your Wallet campaign for a long time, but it used to just be like a random person like – not not just like any Joe off the street, but like some character, like a Viking or a you know mm. an explorer or some 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 character, some persona that they put that line in the mouth of. It wasn't usually a celebrity, and then they started with the celebrity endorsers, and I forget the order. I think they've had a couple, maybe even beyond Samuel L. Jackson and Jennifer Garner, but um, yeah, I agree. Like. What's in your wallet is like not a great tagline in my opinion. It's not great, and then also like they're they're whoever is directing these is like saying like give me this knowing look like this. What's in your wallet? Yeah, like, I just yeah they don't really do that much Ugh. for me. But I don't Ugh. have the same sort of visceral response to the Jennifer Garner ones that you do. I did what you said, Doc. Changed everything. You switched to the Capital One Quicksilver card. And how do you feel? Like a burden's been lifted. Those other cards made you sign up for bonus cash back. Then they changed categories on you every few months. Then you had to keep signing up. You deserve better. Now get out there and keep earning that 1.5% cash back on every purchase everywhere. Thanks, Doc. I'm not a doctor. What's that's, in your wallet? That's not a bad I enjoyed, ending to that. I enjoyed I'm not a doctor. And then he I love that capitalism, by the way, is the cure for your mental health yeah. woes. But yeah. I, I guess that's kind of the subtext of everything. Of those Capital One commercials, that was probably my favorite. When I was watching these myself, I laughed out loud when he said, I'm not a doctor. The guy looks surprised and he says, time to go. And he just slams the door on his face. I do love that. I actually think that's a great tagline for uh, for a number of reasons. He delivers it well. He's, you know, he's Sam Jackson. But also... He's dressed in a very proper three-piece blue suit that you would expect a, a well-heeled uh, therapist or psychiatrist to be wearing. But he's Sam Jackson. He's got his bald head and he's his unmistakable voice and his vibe is like is Samuel L. Jackson's vibe. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking as I was watching this, like, boy, this is weird. This is a d- weird decision to cast him in as a therapist because... 
it's so against type, right? Yes. So and I also, lo- he just, he's kind of aggressive. He's standing yeah, over his patient, yelling Because he's playing to type. Yeah. And yet they put him in a role that would play against type. And I feel like, well, maybe that's kind of the joke. But I love the idea that at the end is like, despite my stuffy suit, I am not a doctor. Now, let me ask you this. Can I borrow your female gaze for a moment? Can you? The um, patient in this, his name Hacha. is uh, Tom Parker. I don't yeah, know if Tom, he's Tom Parker else. can get it. He's in a He is. Okay. I was going to say, is he almost too handsome in the face area because <laughs> he's, he's like he's, he's pretty handsome he's one the of these guys area. who is like so traditionally handsome with his jaw and yeah. his, his uh five o'clock shadow and everything is perfect like is he too aggressively handsome let me put it this way i would accept a peloton bike from this guy you would. Uh, <laughs> what if he wanted a progress report? Yes. He, Tom, I have my video diary already for you. This guy can get it. And when I say it, I mean commercials. Look at, <laughs> I just clicked on his. Oh, looks like he's um, the Midas King. Oh, the Midas. We've talked about that. We talked about that with um friend of the show, Taylor Burney. Yes, that's right. Uh, Applebee's quesadilla burger. He was in that commercial, which yeah. I mean, we all remember this classic, right? Here, let me hit play on this. Applebee's legendary quesadilla burger come to be. Was it worshipped by an ancient civilization? It's real Paco. <laughs> Actually, we just ran out. Of he box. was he was playing a uh, like an explorer, like in an the Indiana Jones yeah, type. Yeah. Um, yeah, Tom's getting a lot of work. He's very handsome. I bet Tom's agent is like Tom. You were going to break through. Any minute, yeah, to get land a real. He looks like an almost a he's a in a progressive sharper, ad, like a a sharper featured version of who was um, Liz Lemon's uh, final boyfriend. Oh, um, Teddy from Westworld. Uh, what's yeah. his name? Um, yeah, I'm putting you on the spot here. Oh, I I, I should. Know I, that. I just love seeing that this happens uh, with other people as well. I'm looking it up while I'm stalling here. Um, his name is Teddy Flood. Nope. <laughs> no, his <laughs> James, name is James uh, Marsden. Marsden. Yes, okay. Um, doesn't he sort of seem like a... Yeah, he's he's Marsden-like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, that general type. You got a real uh, Tom Brady chin. Yeah, you know, strong jaw, stubble, white, yeah. good hair. But he's, yeah. Do you he's, need more time? He's super handsome. Uh, okay, I actually was wondering, though, if he almost like was Let's too... Let's do another show about who your bae would be, who your commercial bae would be. Oh, you could go... <laughs> everything has been just realigned for you. Uh, hey, Popeye's Chicken, why wouldn't they get on the psychiatrist train? <laughs> sure, why this not? This time you have the spokeswoman uh, who is like, she always acts like it's her company, but right. it's not, right? This was definitely a marketing thing. Yes, for sure. And um, she, I believe, is on. I watched this earlier. She is on the psychiatrist. She is very appealing, couch, though. I think I as think. a spokesperson, I like her. Here, I finally did it. Popeye's new chicken sandwich. Mm. I've been trying to make the perfect chicken sandwich forever. Um, how does that make you feel? The the doctor is chowing into the sandwich, and he's so dismissive when he says that. He literally just waves a napkin at her and says, ah, how, "I've how, heard that sandwich I, is that good." Though. How does that make you feel? Perfect chicken sandwich forever. Um, how does that make you feel? You know me. It had to be just right. Mm-hmm. Finding a bun as good mm-hmm. as my chicken was not easy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I did it. Obviously. I think we've made a lot of progress here. I feel great. Good talk. Mm. I'm proud of you. My new chicken sandwich is buttermilk batter. <laughs> he's not bad. I mean, he's over the top. But when he says, uh, how'd that make you feel? And he literally rolls his eyes. It would be like if we were on the phone with somebody who couldn't see our face. Yeah. Just and then he just plops question. his feet up on his coffee table and she just gets up and leaves. <laughs> That's really out of. I actually kind of enjoy that. And I. How many of these have a bad doctor? That's like kind of the trope. I guess all of them, right? Some of them are neutral doctors. I mean, Sam Jackson's not even a doctor. Um, the first Geico psychiatrist throws a box of tissues at him. The okay, next bad doctor, one, because uh, that's Lee or Arlie Army. Yeah, and then the caveman psychiatrist. She's like, she's kind of she's condescending. Against, she's condescending. The direct TV psychiatrist, obviously, narcissist. she's the one who says narcissist. TireRack.com. That woman is checked asking out, about asking tire. the wrong question. Capital One, Samuel Jackson, not Popeye. a doctor. Yeah, you're right. The trope is that psychiatrists are terrible in all of these. I'm wondering if this is like is is are all of these like 
part of some broader Scientology conspiracy because you know they hate psychiatry. <laughs> Boy, now they're funding now who's all paranoid. of them. Okay, this is the only one where the psychiatrist plays a just a straight person here. Um, uh, in other words, the joke is not on them. It starts with one of these talking M and M's. You see a close up of them uh, in the psychiatrist's office. I just feel stuck, Doc, and I'm hearing voices. You feel stuck because you are stuck in a giant chocolate bar. <laughs> now we suddenly see a wide shot and we see that these are the M&M. What is even the product? It's, uh, it's a chocolate, chocolate bar, bar with the, with M&M's embedded in it. So now we don't just see the white M&M, or I'm sorry, the yellow M&M's uh, face, but we see that uh, the red and orange M&M's are stuck in the bar as well. Huh. What about the voices? That's me. There it is again. That's Billy West, right? The yep. red one? Yep. Uh, I hate those M&M's commercials. I really hate those M&M commercials. That chocolate bar looks disgusting. Show me. Hey, M&M's, here's an idea for you. You make a simple product that is delicious, and unless you are a psychopath, everyone likes you. Just show me the product. Don't. Tinkling in a glass bowl. Just show me the product. I mean, not tink- tinkling. In a just glass tinkle into a glass bowl because <laughs> Andrew wants the pissed m and No, meal. no, no. Just pour a bag of M&M's into a no, glass I bowl. No, I agree. Like, ASMR that shit. Uh, ASMR me. Show me the product. Show me the. But like giant talking versions of your product, which which bear no uh, visceral resemblance to the actual product, but showing them just sort of glued to a giant chocolate bar it looked terrible it's unappetizing amen all right i know what you're thinking we went through this entire list and we have not heard anything yet from coupon Susie. right and that'll be the final one here i, I was surprised that it this came up number coupon eight coupon Susie got to number eight <laughs> yeah have was you that, ever, pa- have was you that ever page of, one on google <laughs> have you heard of coupon Susie? no before? no one Nor has. have i no i mean hey i, I gotta be honest with you there were other unrelated things in between these. These aren't the first eight hits, but these are the first eight I, hits that are TV commercials sure, I understand. based on this trope. Yeah, so but it's still quite high for Coupon Susie. And it was pretty much, you know, pulled up uh, pulled up the tail because they were the it was the last. I I didn't choose eight because there it were pulled more. Pulled up the tail, so That's it pushed down the nose. I don't what uh, bring up the rear is the expression I was looking for. Okay. It brought up the rear. It was the last one. Okay, that I could find. So. A uh, coupon Susie is a website that helps you coupon, or it certainly was. Here is one of my favorite dazzling. This is details. like Retail Me Not or one of those kind of services. I assume. Here's the beautiful thing about this commercial, which is janky. Um, it's got a the, the doctor actually plays a German doctor doing okay. what I believe to be a very fake German accent, but like Freudian is what we're. But yes, but going with that kind of Freudian thing, so even kind of harkening back to even older tropes. The reason this shows up in the search results is because the person who posted it is the actor who plays the German. This is off of Alan Enloe's uh, YouTube channel. All right. He some says, free press for Alan Alan Enloe. Enloe.com. Alan plays a German psychiatrist. Oh, I just don't get it. Uh, go on. Every week, people could save $40 or more on groceries by going to my website, couponsusie.com. Well, if it were that easy, everyone would be doing it. But it... How... Bad is that? It's real bad. How bad is that? Okay, so he says, um, "How easy is it?" And then they both get up and go over to the computer in the corner and they start looking at our website. Okay. okay. Would be doing it. But it is. You just go to couponsusie.com. Every week, choose from hundreds of free coupons right on your computer. Just click and print. That is easy. Now. They're going to return to their seats, only he is going to lay down and start crying, and she's going to sit in the uh, therapist chair, pick up his notepad, and start taking notes as he is upset by how easy this website is to use. So why isn't everybody doing it? I don't know. Maybe. They're just crazy. Print at home. Save where you shop. I believe he said maybe they're just crazy at the end. They're just crazy. Okay. Because what I heard was search is crazy. (laughs) I know. Which also... Based on the results of your search, he is correct. Yes. Um, uh, by the way, I know that we will not be naming the show today. These commercials are driving me crazy. <laughs> as somewhat insensitive. 
and I wouldn't even I wouldn't even have that idea. I don't know where you would come up with that. Um, do, are we interested in any of uh, there? I'm now on his broader channel. Uh, the featured video is the comedy skills of Alan Enlow. Are okay. you interested in this at Give all? Me- Give me 20 seconds right. of the comedy skills of Dallin. And a, before you do, I want to des- describe the screenshot that, okay. that I just saw, which was, I guess, Alan dressed as all the characters from the Batman, the 1950s Batman show or 1960s Batman show. Is that what we were seeing when it was accidentally playing there for a second? I couldn't even tell what it was. So this is going to be a sizzle reel. It's going to just be a bunch of little clips and highlights of take it to the batman that, one i'm looking for it here i can't find it again okay let's just hit play on this it starts with okay what, oh my god tell him what is what his tagline yeah, is so it starts with like you know a slate or whatever it's got his face there and it says alanenlo.com he's an actor gosh dang it <laughs> i wish that was our slogan i'm giving up hot takes on commercial breaks and i'm just changing it to it's a podcast, gosh, gosh dang, dang it. it. Comedy skills and scene with Oscar winner will be in the sizzle reel. So apparently he did a scene with an Oscar winner. Faint praise. What do you think that Oscar <laughs> uh-huh. winner won? Like, is yeah. this somebody who won a technical Oscar? Is this Oh, a... surely it's an actor. Let's see. I don't know if we can get to that part, but let's see. Well, hello. Hello. As you know, I'm Alan Ford. <laughs> oh, no. The studio wants to make another film. Tell us your name. My name is Alan Enlow. Alan, okay, thank you for coming. You're playing the part of the butler for a new show on Trump TV. Sorry, Master Baron, I was just trying to make sure that your rigatoni was just perfect for you. It sucks. Whatever am I to do with you? Shut up or I'll tell my dad you touch me. It sucks. <laughs> It's really hard to this tell what's going on very here. I mean, bad. it's terrible audio for our audience. I apologize. Yeah, it's it's only marginally less confusing when you have the visuals. It's a bunch of, yeah, um, things just cut together. But it's I think that the was, Oscar was that? winner he was with was Comic the Insult Dog. Or it, in, what's the name of that dog? Insult the Comic Dog. Insult the Comic Dog. No, he had a name. The Who's the dog. Insult Comic Dog? I can't dog. remember. That was a Conan thing. Is that yeah. correct? Um, yeah, but there was like the dog who was... Talking, I couldn't tell what was supposed to be meta and what is part of the content. And is this bear triumph the insult comic triumph. dog? Excuse me. Okay, yeah. Anyway, that dog was in there and was better than anything else that was on screen. But there's no way that Triumph won an Oscar. He was never in a movie. I don't know. How long have you lived in America? This seems like an America where Triumph the comic insult dog did win an Oscar. But you have to be in a movie. I mean, if nothing more. I mean, maybe an Emmy. <laughs> but like, <laughs> it doesn't say who the Oscar no, it's, winner is. You don't know this, but um, Triumph the Insult Comic Dog is an EGOT. Really? Yeah, it's not so widely few. known. I didn't even know that. Not widely known. Um, all right, uh, that's all I got for you today. Sorry, that is not. <laughs> Sorry, what we it call... ended with a whimper <laughs> yeah, and not with a bang. <laughs> not exactly what we call a uh, power out in the business. Everybody's talking at me I don't hear words saying Only the echoes of my mind All right, Veeves. Um, this, you put this in the ad council section. This is, is blowing my mind. It's delightful. I want to thank listener DDH who put this on the Facebook group. Um, so we're all doing social distancing all of our public health officials, uh, particularly at the state level, the good states, are uh, are trying to encourage us to do do right, teach us how to do right, explain why it's bad if we do bad. Um, Ohio put out this really great, interesting, and educational social distancing ad that just explains in a really visual and compelling way why it's important to have social distancing. Now, it's completely visual, though, so you yeah, have to Yeah, we're just going to have to describe everybody. it, but please, if you haven't already been to the Facebook group, it's uh, DDH posted it there. Uh, I had not seen it before, uh, but it's fantastic. So this, the shot opens with a very close-up shot of hundreds of ping-pong balls, and they are, each one of them is poised perfectly on a, on a set mousetrap, right, on a mousetrap that has the spring uh, pulled back. And they're all, like, chock-a-block with each other right so they're just like a whole there's a whole sort of grid of them and they do a beautiful aerial shot of it and it's just like hundreds of them yeah hundreds and hundreds and so 
they show one ping pong ball, which represents the virus. I think they should have made the one ping pong ball that's the virus red. Oh, that's interesting. But they didn't. Maybe they couldn't find a red one. Yeah, no, it's hard. It's tough times. Tough times. I mean, like, I don't know if you've been to the store lately. There's a lot of shortages. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a ping pong ball falls from the sky and it drops into this huge, you know, field of ping pong balls and mousetraps. It triggers a mousetrap because there's basically nowhere for it to land. And all of the mouse, so the, the, the mousetrap that it hits springs, it flings its ping pong ball into the air. That one hits another mousetrap. And then soon it's just like pop, 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 Chaos, just chaos. I mean, it is amazing to look at. We're seeing the aerial now. Here comes the one ping pong ball, the virus. It's white, not red. And then pop, and suddenly it's like spreading outwards from the center where it hit, and just every other trap is getting sprung. That is amazing. And then they show all the mouse traps, the same amount of mouse traps theoretically, with their ping pong balls poised on them, but they're all a few inches apart. And then they bounce a ping pong ball through this now socially distant collection of mouse traps. And it doesn't hit any of them, and it bounces through, and nobody, mm-hmm. none of them get sprung. And so it shows the virus can bounce through there, and if everybody's not all grouped together. I mean, it is visually stunning. I, I, I almost wondered for a second, like, maybe this was just like, you know, was this an idea that was ready for something else, and then it applied? To, like, I, I was just kind of like, how did they get this done? Well, some people on Facebook were wondering about that, too. Um, and, like, what? how did they, like, was this done with CGI? Like, how did this happen? Uh, Leanna, thank you for, for digging into this. Uh, Andy Nick on Twitter, who I think was one of the filmmakers who made this and helped put it together, uh, tweeted, quote, A lot of people have been asking how we did the uh, Ohio Department of Health video, the Mousetrap Project. Here's an iPhone clip of our first shot, which took eight hours to set up. So they had to set up the first one where they're all in the same, you know, close configuration. And then they have to, I mean, I'm very afraid of mousetraps, to be honest with you. Yeah, I know. They're scary. Well, I'm sort of scared of balloons. I mean, yeah, if you're scared of balloons, imagine having, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of mousetraps all perfectly set with a ping pong ball on the end, I guess on like the, the, the bait end. And, like, how frightening that would be to be around. And also, not just, like, frightening like you will get your finger broken, but also, like, if one goes wrong, this is going to be, you know, you're going to have your your explosion before you're ready for it. Yeah, and the um, video that the the producer or director, whoever it was, who posted this, just like the the raw uh, iPhone video of this thing is very cool. And also just has the regular... Sound, it's not all scored up. Two, three, action. Oh, I guess it's in slow motion. It sounds like gunshots, it doesn't does, it? It does, yeah. It is amazing. It's so cool. The chaos is just astounding. This is, and I, I don't, I don't have to do this. I shouldn't do this. Everything says don't do this, but sure. like it is. Just so upsetting to see the comments under this. This thing has, you know, uh, 73,000 likes. All of the comments underneath. Propaganda. Thanks. Thank you for my daily dose of propaganda. We will not stay locked in our houses much longer. Time to get people back to work. That's not how people move. Hyperbole to strip us of our rights. Like, why? 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 Now, I know that this is the worst of the Internet and the and the... Worst but that's to Twitter. The top, but just like that's not even because like YouTube is terrible, Twitter is bad. But like those, it's just amazing. Like, I mean, we're not a country that's well equipped to handle metaphor. I think this is part of it. I don't think that's it. I think it's just that like any any anything that goes counter runs counter to your existing so your idea beliefs. that like yeah. you know the, these people just have to be on there. And again, who knows? Maybe some of those people aren't even real. Those could have been bots that are just like you yeah. know trying to p- make people like me angry to sow more. You know, so more anger online, but it's just so disgusting. It's just such a damn cesspool. It is. But, and I haven't heard this yet, but I have a feeling that Rachel is going to bring me out of my funk. Rachel is. Thank you, Rachel, for uh, and and also thank you, DDH and Leanna. And yeah, it's that not, was it's not your It's not your fault that um, there are idiots on Twitter yeah, and no. or Russian bots. I just happen to look at those right now, but no, no, that 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 Ohio uh, social distancing ad is amazing. Okay, this one from Rachel is is a delight, but I. I have to take you to task, Rachel, just a little bit. Uh, I think you know what why? I'm going to say. What? Why am I hearing this jingle? 
from a commercial and not from your mouth on oh, our jingle line? That's a good question. Because this would have been perfect, and and it's not too late. You can call the jingle line, aka the phone number, and sing this. Um, but this is from an, a game from a, I want to say like I don't know if it was the eighties or nineties, probably the eighties, um, called Pizza Party, which looks like the world's dumbest board game, by the way. Um, but she said, Rachel says, I'm having an online pizza party with some friends later, and this song popped into my head, probably because my sister and I had this game. And when I'm old and demented, I'll be the lady in the nursing home singing commercials and TV theme songs from the 80s to myself all day long. Oh, really? I have a phone number for you, You've got a girl. perfect phone number for you, Rachel. But this is a delight. Will you play this? This is Yeah, I don't know that. First of all, Pizza Party the game sounds great to me. Pizza you know me. I have a thing about pizza parties. I know, I'm almost afraid you're going to try to track down one of these on eBay. And I want to, I want to, I think there's something about like, you can get together with friends and have pizza, but that's different than a pizza party. True. We used to have pizza parties and the idea was pizza was the the guest of honor. Well, there were big square pizzas. Clearly the intention of this game was you play it. You're, you give it to your kids when they're having yeah. to spend the night party or whatever, a sleepover, and they play the game and you and they order a pizza and it's fun. The the visuals are just chef's kiss All in right. in every sense of the word. A pizza chef's kiss. A pizza chef's kiss. There are three, uh, basically like also rams for the um, uh, time to make the donuts guy, like these sort of like portly mustachio gentlemen dressed in dressed in chef's whites and they're carrying pans that have the pizza game in them which is oh, a round okay. pizza sure. yeah and they bring it to a table full of uh very 80s looking kids you know and then the kids start interacting with them and dancing with them and then they voice over or the the, the jingle will tell you exactly how the game is played i know this pizza party <laughs> There's a brand new game, Pizza Party. That's the name. You make a pizza, as you can see, with onions, mushrooms, or pepperoni. You could lose if you have to switch, so you'd better be sharp. You better be slick. Party. Pizza Party. <laughs> oh, my God. I know this. Pizza I know this song, and I think I know this commercial, too. That song was, uh, it was hard to forget. Yes. In I, fact, I almost wonder if that's the type of thing that's been kind of rolling in the back of my brain, too. Yes. I, I As soon as I heard it, I remembered it. I never had the game or anything, uh-huh. but that song is um, is built to be remembered. Wow. That's so, wonderful. Rachel, that was absolutely a delight. Thank you. We, I forgive you for not calling it in. We are running pretty long here. Do we want to do one more jingle, or should we um, save it for next week? Let's save it for next All week. All right, we'll save that for next week, which means I'll just play this. You can sell anything. You can sell anything. All right, Vive, you mentioned the Facebook group several times. Yes, it's a lot of fun there. Thank you for everybody. I love the discussions that are happening. And some of them are very substantive, you know? I mean, some of it's just, hey, remember this weird thing. And some of it's like really getting into stuff. So whatever your flavor is, uh, you'll find it there. Uh, you can also email us at afterthesemessagesshow at gmail.com or call us at 607-444-5597. I don't think uh, Rachel heard you. Could you do that one more time? That's 607 444 Rachel, get at us. Rest of you, we'll talk to you next week. Google it. If you find out all the reasons we the shit, then you the shit. Yeah, pooping on the track, call me Doodle Vic. Cool, cool, cool AD. Nothing new to the kid. What can you do to the kid? Totally stupid and sick. No scruples. Cool man, ice cream, scooping it. You can't sell.